0: Shall we begin?
1: Let's begin now. This is Ryan Rucco from ESPN, and you are listening
0: to Dishin' and Swishin'.
1: Hi, everybody. It's David Siegel, your host, welcoming you back to Dishin' and Swishin' for another podcast. And we're going out to the far west, where the Pac-12 has been... You can make the argument it's been the best conference in the country this year. You know, right now in Charlie Cream's bracketology they've got six teams making it into the big dance. A couple other conferences have seven, but you know, you never know what you're gonna get with the Pac twelve other than good basketball. And I am pleased to welcome back after a absence of about a year. I guess it's been, if not longer, on dishing and swishing. That's the head coach at Oregon. The Ducks fly under Coach Kelly Graves, and this is a fun team, and it's fun to
0: welcome Coach Graves back. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, and uh, my pleasure to be here. This is uh, always one of the highlights of the year for me, so good <laughs> talking with you, David.
1: Well, you know, let's let's start... You
0: laugh. You laugh. I was being truthful.
1: Well, I appreciate that, and, it, and the feeling is mutual. Yeah, you know, it's always great to talk to somebody that gets it and understands what we have to do on our end and, and how to properly coach and teach these young women how to uh thrive. And that is something that you have done so well at all of your stops. And it's great to have you at Oregon now and uh being appreciated for everything you do. So now that we've gotten the uh the mutual admiration society out of the way, let's talk there about the go. let's talk about the Pac-12. You know, the conference, you know, last year you guys embraced the Mike Neighbors school of trying to, uh, play some outside opponents to boost the RPI, and it worked out beautifully for the conference. And, you know, this year everybody's strung again. It, it, it's quite a conference.
0: Yeah, no, oh, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, some people, uh, laugh at me saying, well, you picked a good time to join the league. Because I think the last three years are about as good as uh, you know, the Pac twelve has ever been. So, you know, it's been a um a challenge trying to, you know, get to the top half of the conference, you know, in this day and age. But uh there there's no doubt, you know, last year with four teams in the sweet sixteen and then two that made it into the final four, you'd think, Well, wow, what a great year for a conference, but I think we're even better this year. I think deeper. It, it it's the depth of, of talent. Um and the depth of good teams that i think makes this year even a little bit better than last year. You
1: know, and and the perfect example of that was in, in an important game last weekend. You know, Colorado has had their moments of struggling this year. They've had some ups and downs. You know, but yet they just took it to you guys. They played a tremendous game and uh you know, there's nothing sometimes you just can't do much about it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know, and we've uh, you know, with the young team that we have, we're still learning. And one of the things that uh, uh, you know, for the, really the first time, we went on the road with the expectation that we should. I, I put that in in parentheses here. We should win two. And um, you know, and I think our kids learned a lesson. You can't just show up. And I, you know, obviously didn't prepare them well enough. Colorado was was just on target and dialed in and focused and played their butts off and, and and beat us. They out-coached us, they out-played us. And um, you know, it just goes to show you though how how good this conference is that they they can do that and people forget. You know, they were like 10 and 1, 11 and 1 going into conference play. Ranked had a signature win over Kentucky. And here they were tied for for last place in our conference. So That right there should tell you how good good the conference is. Absolutely. And, you know, for so many years it was just
1: Stanford and everybody else. But, you know, Oregon State, Stanford, Washington, UCLA on the resurgence, all of these programs, and, of course, you guys in Arizona State as well, are currently tied with uh, 8-8 in the conference. You're 18-10 overall. So it it all comes down to the weekend. uh, You know, some people may not realize that, with the traveling partners set up that they did that the Pac-12 does you guys will play two this weekend uh and that's going to do it and and it's going to come down to those games and you know you certainly have the uh the easier path right with uh Stanford in your final game of the season and uh, hosting Cal
0: before that <laughs> oh yeah real easy <laughs> you know there is there's no easy weekend there, there <laughs> truly isn't it's it's a battle night in and night out and uh I'll, I'll tell you that's now's when i kind of miss those wcc days i <laughs> i love the league and i respect all the coaches and the programs but there were times when you know we we were pretty good and just kind of knew well let, let's just not screw it up and and we should win comfortably those days are over man you've got a battle each and every night you, you've got to watch so much tape and game plan for great players i mean each and every night we have all Americans that we're going up against. And I looked at last week, David, and here's a, you know, Kennedy Leonard, who, by the way, kind of flies under the radar. Kennedy Leonard at Colorado is a phenomenal player, a great talent, a great point guard. Um, and I would put her in the same conversation as, as you know, people in this league like Jordan Canada, Kelsey Plum, Sidney Weiss, those are all all-American candidates, and you throw in Sabrina, Ionescu from my team, and, and Kennedy. Those are five elite point guards, and uh, and so then when you're when you're not having to go against one of those elite point guards, guess what? Like this weekend, my inside has got to go against Christina Nigue, arguably, you know, a top three post nationally, and then Erica McCall, who's going to be a first-round draft pick in this year's draft. So it's every night you know, you're going to be challenged by the best.
1: You know, it was funny because I was looking and said, all right, right now you're tied. You can finish either f- five or six. I said, where, where would you want to be? Where would you want to play? And, and basically, you know, you're going to end up with, you know, if you end up playing on the 2-3 bracket, you end up with probably either, you know, either Stanford or Oregon State and Washington. Or on the 1-4 is UCLA and, you know, the other one of Oregon State and Stanford. So basically it doesn't matter. It's gonna be quite a Pac-12 tournament in Key Arena, regardless of how you, uh, how you slice it up before then.
0: Well, no doubt. And then you, but before you even get there, the first round, if you're five or six, you might have to play Utah, who's won 15 or 16 games. Uh, Arizona, who just beat Arizona State this week. I mean, there's no gimme from the five playing the 12. Or the uh, or the sixth playing the eleven. In fact, I think seven through twelve in our conference is uh, are separated by one game, and um, so yeah, I'll tell you, it's going to be uh, quite a spectacle. I think up in Seattle, absolutely. Well, let's talk How about, about that for the name, the spectacle in Seattle. You
1: know, I think we should do, let's see if we can patent that, before we offer it up our to anybody,
0: geniuses. yeah, you know,
1: that's it. That's you know, we'll definitely see what we can do about that.
0: All right,
1: all right. Let's talk ducks. You know there are there are some players that are there are young teams throughout the country. I mean, you even look at UConn, for example, at, at the top with one senior in their in their regular rotation. But you know, I was looking, and I can't think of another team that has nine players. The top nine scorers on the team are junior or younger. Including of course the the phenomenal freshmen that you have that are your two leading the the duo of Ruthie Hebert and Sabrina Ionescu. Those are nice, and I got it right. You nailed, you
0: nailed it, buddy. <laughs> Most people don't. They give it the Ionescu
1: and the whatever. But That's it. it. Well, to be fair to everybody, I cheated and asked Kelly before we went on the air. Uh, so, but but those two in my opinion are probably the best one two punch of freshmen in the country
0: and uh you know it, it must be just a lot of fun coaching them no doubt yeah no doubt they're um you know those two in particular are just they're so open to coaching uh they're so competitive uh you know normally freshmen hit a wall at this time of year but those two just seem to to be gaining strength um and and I don't think you know I think everybody kind of knew what Sabrina had in her game and and the impact she was going to make I don't I don't think many people thought that Ruthie was going to be able to come in and and impact the, the, the game like she has I mean she's top ten in the in the nation right now in field goal percentage she's shooting over sixty five percent from the field um, her ability to finish was, is better than I dreamed it was going to be this early in her career. She she attacks the, the the glass a lot like Jillian Aileen um, who that's pretty high praise when you put those two together you know when you talk rebounding and defensively she's become a real force ability to, to guard inside and outside so um, you know I just love how she's progressed and Sabrina brings a competitiveness and a competitive spirit that uh, that you have to have and I I've talked to her about how she can have the same kind of impact on our program that guards like kelsey plum and and sydney weiss have had on theirs you know two programs that hadn't won a lot um you know in in recent years and and now look at them they're two of the the, the top 10 programs in the country and so i think sabrina can not to put any undue pressure on her but i think she's the kind of person the kind of alpha the kind of competitive player that that can can do that to our program and then you mentioned the other freshmen you know i I, we start three freshmen i don't think there's any other power five school in the the country starting three freshmen uh and then we have five of the top eight are freshmen in, in our rotation so um you know mallory mcguire has started for the last 18 or 20 ball games and and she's really starting to come on and and you know when I know they get it. Yesterday was our off day and for the third straight off day as I walked by the training room she's in there riding a bike, getting some cardio. And you know when when you have a freshman that is doing that extra on her own, uh, you know that hey she's starting to get it. So uh been been real impressed. This is a, this is a good a good young group, no doubt.
1: Well, my first question then regarding is who, who gets the, the fun assignment of going and recruiting in Alaska? <laughs> hey,
0: that's a team effort, man. I'll tell you, no one person can do that or should have to do that. But, uh, uh, I, I did it twice. I actually spent a couple of days at their state tournament and, you know, it's, it's, I like it up there. It's beautiful. I had a chance to go see the, uh, the North Pole. While I was there, that's kind of cool, Candy Cane Lane and all that. Uh But, yeah, I think we all made that trip. I think Nicole Powell, Mark Campbell made it several times, and I know I did it at least twice. So, you, you, you know when you're traveling three different people up there multiple occasions, there's somebody special.
1: <laughs> and and
0: it worked out, yes. He certainly is special.
1: Well, and now the other thing is, now is Powell going to try and make sure that you sit UNESCO part of the last two games, so that, you know, I saw that she's next on the list of uh, most triple-doubles as a freshman. Uh, Powell's next up in
0: front of her. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 will continue to play. Sorry, Nicole. She's old enough to, to be able to handle her feelings. But I think Nicole's record is a career record at six. Oh, what? I thought it was. I thought I, I saw five. Though I thought I saw five on the Pac-12 oh, I, website. I so that I might be. I think it's his freshman And Sabrina's done it in her first year. So my guess is that record will fall at some point, whether we sit her <laughs> some games or not. But um, yeah, I would think. I would think so. You know, I, I, just to, to
1: toot my horn here for a second, I did have. Uh, Sabrina as the freshman of the year in my preseason prediction. so. But, uh, you know, first, oh. she's, you know, if you had any hair to begin with, you know, first with her late decision on where to go and then hurting the <laughs> hand and missing four games in the middle of the season, you know, she, she's, she better play well. She's giving you enough agita.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and then I'm going to go ahead and say she missed five games because she actually, when we, we, by the way, what a knucklehead I am. I schedule a road trip at Clemson, at Ole Miss, right after finals. Now, those are two places that are not easy to get to from Eugene, Oregon. And, uh, she actually, Sabrina actually broke her hand on the day in between Clemson and Ole Miss. We didn't know how, how, uh, uh serious it was. And so we went ahead and started her and then she said, coach, I, I can't, I, can't do anything with my right hand well that's kind of you know you're in trouble there so she only played a couple of minutes in that game and we had to pull her out and so we lost three of those five games that she didn't play and you know if we uh if we have her I don't think we lose but maybe one of those and uh so that was a huge loss and then it took her a few weeks to get kind of back into it you know you break your thumb on your shooting hand that's not an easy uh injury to recover from but she has and uh is just sailing along now man I'll tell you she's uh she's fun to coach she's fun to coach and you've had some good ones that's for sure uh you know with
1: VanderSloot and all you know you've seen ball handlers and you know the the way that this this girl can rebound and get inside in addition to the ball handling and shooting as a freshman has been what's really impressed me
0: and, and, you know, me too. I, I actually was quoted after she had gotten a triple-double against UCLA. And on that weekend, we played USC and UCLA here. She had 20 defensive rebounds. And if you know those two teams, you know how athletic and long their front lines are. And for her to get 20 defensive rebounds uh, is, is really incredible. So, you know, she's got great, uh, you know, court vision. Elite vision reminds me a lot of Courtney. Yeah, you know, but she she's not as quick as her yet. Doesn't uh, use the ball screens as well yet. Um, but I think they really share the same open court vision. And um, but Courtney could never get those kind of rebounds. But uh, uh, yeah, it, it's Sabrina's been impressive.
1: You know, the other one that I do want to mention, we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, Lexi Vando and the job that she's done this year. You know, she she's sort of always been the jack of all trades and she's slid around from position to position it seems whenever I've seen each of the last couple of years until you know now she's a junior and uh yeah she she really is you know deadly with the three and important uh in in leadership on the court
0: no doubt about it super competitive um you know every day in practice uh, just plays so hard whether you're in a sprint uh, or a competitive shooting drill or five on five she plays to win she plays to win every possession and, and that rubs off onto the younger kids uh her ability to shoot the ball i'll tell you uh, for all the young kids that might be listening to your your podcast here if there's only one skill that you have make it be shooting yeah, you will always have a spot and uh you know on a team somewhere and she just is an incredible shooter the best i've ever You know i've ever coached and there are times when she struggles to get her shot off because teams really focus on her and she's improved in getting to the basket but when she's on and uh you know she gives us uh you know a whole different dynamic and um you know i don't know if you know this but you know she actually signed with me at gonzaga and and uh she's a local girl right right from here in eugene won two state championships in fact as a junior uh, beat Mercedes Russell in the final, in a heck of a game. Yeah, it was a battle between two great players. But anyway, Lexi signed with us at Gonzaga, and when I got the job here, I talked with my uh, you know assistant Lisa, who then became the head coach, and said, Hey, listen, I'd hate to run into the bandos at Costco or at the <laughs> local burger joint, you know, and get those dirty looks. And so was, they released her, and she was able to then transfer in here and it's all worked it out.
1: Well, it sure has, that's for sure. You know, Kelly, you did bring one question. You mentioned one thing, and I wanted to bring it up, because it's a subject that I hear always when people talk about the Pac-12, people that give it, that don't give it some as much respect as it may deserve. You know, you did come to Clemson, and you came to uh, Mississippi, played Ole Miss. But, you know, it, it's such a difficult trip to get the Pac-12 teams to east of the Mississippi to play You know, ACC teams, SEC teams, and you know the American Conference or Big East. You know, is there anything that we need that we could do somehow, be it more neutral court tournaments or something, to to try and bridge the gap that we have in this country in terms of you know getting West Coast and East Coast teams to play each other more?
0: Well, I'll let you figure that out. I, I, you know. I, I don't know how you do that. I I don't know if there's the uh, uh, um, if that would be the draw that a men's game might be at a neutral site. I I don't know. Yeah, I think I wish we would play more East Coast teams. I remember when I was at Gonzaga, I got I I was t- uh, talking to one of the committee members, and they said, you know, it's important for you guys because at that point we were pretty good, but no one knew that because right. our you know conference and other other things. They said you should always make it a point to play at least one game in the Eastern time zone and maybe one in the Central, just so teams will see you. And so I always kind of had that philosophy. So my first year here, we played at North Carolina. This year, we played those two games. Uh, next year, we're going to Michigan State. And we're still, for anybody, any coaches listening, we're still looking for another game. We kind of talked to both Vanderbilt and uh, Ohio State, so we'll we'll see on those. But we're gonna personally try to do that as often as possible. But the other thing is, you know, we're in the West. It's beautiful, it's nice, we got the ocean. There's a lot of teams that want to come out here. So we, we tend to play more home games than, than most just because we can get them. You know, like here at Oregon, teams want to come out to the home of Nike. And, uh, they get to visit the employee store and Nike campus and all that kind of stuff, so. Um so I don't know I'll I'll leave that to you big guy. Maybe a preseason uh a uh, big tournament right there in Chicago or Indianapolis or Why don't we take the P-
1: Let's take the PK tournament and make it an annual thing rotating location.
0: You know what? That's a great idea. Yeah, that PK tournament's going to be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to bring that up and discuss it. That looks like a lot of fun. You're going to have Utah, Oklahoma, and Michigan State in your facility, which uh, is by all accounts a gorgeous place, except for I can't tell what's on the court yet. Still, even after <laughs> all these, lost, even right? after all these you're times, I lose lost the lines.
0: The <laughs> Come on, it's, it's deep in the woods. You're getting lost in those trees on the court. <laughs> I, I will say this, though: you're you're right on. It is the, the court is much cooler in person. You you see the nuances of the trees. When it's on TV it doesn't doesn't play as well. But uh no, it's that's gonna be an amazing tournament and then the men will be playing up in uh in Portland mm-hmm. sixteen of the top Nike teams. You know, Kentucky, Duke, Michigan State, Armand Gonzaga, on and on and on. So it's gonna be quite a quite a tournament. How how about those And guys? you know, Phil hey, and Phil's a big fan. Yes. Uh, in fact, uh, this, this fall, I was down on the field at at a football game and he kind of comes up, sidles up next to me, you know, he kind of hits me in the shoulder and he said, hey, congratulations on Sabrina, on Sierra. And he starts talking about the team. When you gonna get old Gino? (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna try. And, uh, he, so he, he follows, he knows what's going on and, and he's pretty excited about the program. Well, there you go. They sent me a personal text the day Sabrina committed to us.
1: Nice, very nice. Well, there you go. So that's so now. Since uh, you can, even though you're not playing UConn kind of out there, it's time for a home and home with you guys.
0: Well, we're not quite there yet, but hopefully, pretty soon. Yes. Well,
1: and you, <laughs> and you mentioned Ohio State. You got to go to Columbus. How else are you going to be prepared to play the Final Four there next year?
0: Yeah, look at you. Are you kind of jumping the gun, aren't you, a little bit? Come on, coach. Uh, I like yeah. your thinking, though. <laughs> well, you, you know, we're there, we always have hope, of course, but we also have to be uh, realistic and and keep our expectations down just a little bit when we're talking in public.
1: Oh so. yeah, sure. I've heard well, heard in, that uh, before. Right, but in the meantime, so so you know, when when you look at the the Pac-12 tournament coming up, getting back on track here, and you know look at Oregon State, Stanford, Washington, UCLA you guys, Arizona State, I'm going to put you on the spot. When you look at those teams, which one one do you think has the best chance to advance far in the big dance?
0: Oh, wow. Honestly, I would say any of those top four. I I, I truly believe that, because right now the four seed in our tournament would be UCLA. Well, UCLA's beaten Washington, Stanford, and Oregon State. So they've beaten the three teams ahead of them in in the standings. Uh, Oregon State plays the kind of defense, and they have uh, an elite point guard. And so they can do just what they did last year. I don't know how many people had them going to the Final Four last year they did. Uh, Washington with, with two elite players, including, you know, who's soon to be the all-time leading scorer in, in college basketball history. You know, Kelsey Plum can, on any night against any opponent, get you 35 or 40. I mean, I saw it here. She had 44 on us. Um uh, you know, and then, uh, Stanford is, is Stanford. I mean, I, they've been to as many final fours, uh, in the last 20 years as maybe anybody except for UConn. So, you know, Tara obviously knows what she's doing and how to get there and they have the team to do so. So I think any of those four would have, um, you know, would have a path to getting there and have the talent and the coaching. And, and I think what the, our conference does, it, it prepares them to do that. You know, I think last year's a good example. It, we're prepared. We're, we're battle tested. I think any, you know, Washington last year took fifth place in conference. Right. Got hot at the right time and didn't back their way into any of those wins. They beat the highest seed on their entire path to the final four. Yep. Highest seed they could have played. A couple of which were on the road. So I, I think, uh, I think the conference is, is in great shape to make a, you know, a strong play in this year's tournament.
1: Alright, so, so who's the, uh, who's the freshman of the year in the conference?
0: <laughs> I abstain. <laughs> Thank goodness <laughs> I can't vote. Uh, but I, I would be hard pressed to, to, well, I couldn't say. They're, they're both valuable. They're gonna finish 1-2 in the, in the voting. Uh, both deserve it. So. Uh, it would be a nice year for a co-freshman of the year. How's Perfect answer, Coach. And, you know, one can
1: wear green and one can wear yellow. So
0: <laughs> yes, There you go. There you go. How,
1: oh, that's my annual, before I forget my annual question, how many different uniform combos have we had this year?
0: I think they try to do a different one every game if you include socks and spandex and everything else, shooting skirt. But we have six uniforms. That That I do know.
1: Oh, okay. And to be
0: honest with you, I have no clue as to what they're wearing until I get to the arena. I I have no say in it, nor do I want to have a say in it. How many times? the one thing, though, we have to play off. I don't know if you've seen us, but we we don't dress up. I don't wear a suit or anything like that. We wear matching polos, matching shoes, and slacks. You guys look good. And everywhere I go, every coach is, oh, man, I wish we could do that. There's no reason they can't do it. You know, they, they they love it. So that's the only way I know. We don't wear the same thing that the team does. We have to contrast a little bit.
1: Actually, the funny thing is I noticed that last game. I said, well, you were." I think you were – the last game I saw on TV, I think you guys were wearing black and the team was wearing yellow. And I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: we always offset, you know, it's compliments. And here's my dilemma. I've got one week to figure it out. I'm thinking of maybe throwing out one of those Twitter polls because, you know, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Yep. Uh, Because last year, you know, we dressed that way for the entire season. But then, when we got to the conference tournament, I thought, well, maybe we should look a little classier. So we went with, you know, suit and tie and the whole bit. But lost in the first round. So I'm thinking this year,
1: burn the suit and tie, coach.
0: Twitter voters, do we stay with what we've been doing all year?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Burn the suit and tie. No question. No question about it. Wear the wear the casual. Okay. You know, hey, I, I mean, come on, G, hey, Gino may wear a jacket, but he wears it open, and he always wears those Nike, uh, those coaching shoes that you guys get. So I got Yeah. You know. Yeah,
0: where did this, where, who, I think it's Dean Smith probably screwed it all up for us. <laughs> he was so successful, and he always looked so nice down there that that started it. You know, Bobby Knight, nobody wanted to follow that trend except for Bob Huggins. Yeah, well, you know, sweaters and,
1: and uh, yeah, we could kind of hit stuff. you with Luke like a Lou Seca look. Go for those yeah, sweaters.
0: Those, those sweaters were magical, man. They had <laughs> every color in the rainbow in them. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: so, uh, not know, maybe it's a trend that'll catch on. I know the Utah men out here have started to to dress that way, very casual. So,
1: so, so, how many times have the freshmen shown up with the wrong color, wrong colored uh, something? Because then you guys have changed every, changed it for that each game.
0: Oh, are you kidding? These kids now they're so they're so pampered. That's all done for them. It's all packed <laughs> by managers and our equipment manager for them. So uh, there's, there's no chance that they're not they're not ready. That's, uh, that's ca- all, yeah, kind of get yeah, got go old school, them.
1: coach. Let's see them make their mistakes. See somebody come out with uh, the I wrong see, color yeah. socks. I agree
0: with you. In fact, when we would get on the bus, it was like a superstition for all my years at Gonzaga. I would always, after everyone was on the bus and we were taking off to go to the airport, I would say, "Okay, does everybody have their shoes? This is a last reminder." I don't have to say that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I know they all have their shoes. Uh, We're packed by them. You
1: know, I think it was sad,
0: buddy. It's sad. I think it was
1: two years ago. I think Gabby Williams showed up at a game with one with two right shoes or something. For UConn,
0: <laughs> so. and did she get to play?
1: It sat out like the first half until they found another shoe for you. Even when they found the shoe, they made her sit out. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got
1: you. <laughs> Well, coach, good so luck. He could
0: afford to do that since he had Brianna. <laughs>
1: That's so also I true.
0: Think she'd have been okay.
1: Coach, good luck the rest of the way. Have a great, great time this weekend. Hopefully, uh, you know the team will win a couple of games for you. The seniors will get the. Re- this, I assume senior night is this weekend.
0: It is, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, Two seniors. enjoy that for the seniors. They certainly earned it. And uh, we're going to see you in the big dance this year, Coach. It's great to have you uh, back in the NCAA tournament.
0: Well, we've got some work to do, but thank you.
1: Come on. We, we're going to get you there.
0: Okay. Well, you, if you have any say in it, then help. Okay?
1: Absolutely. I'll, I'll, <laughs> any poll I have, I'll give. So. All right, buddy. Take care, Coach.
0: Yeah.
1: Bye-bye.